This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 288. Ranking factions goodest to evilest. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Boy, it was a close race, Hunter. We haven't had a we haven't had a near tie slash tie in a in a long while for the Galactic Council. We've 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 been slower on the Galactic Council polls, and I think they mm-hmm. got thirsty to tie things up uh, because of the changeups in this year's Galactic Council. Yeah, so we 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 did our Galactic Council war arc um, yeah. where there was a civil war happening within the Galactic Council that has been resolved. Um, they did. Uh, hap- they just happened to tie uh, two options for the Galactic Council poll. Um, whatever. I, I, I'm not even really. I don't even really think we should comment on it much because it's like I know they did it, so they might <laughs> we might say something. And I don't want to give them what they want in this way. You know what I mean? Like right. I want to just kind of ignore yeah. their their goofy little thing. Isn't it cool that we got to pick yeah. between two yeah. options, which yeah. is what we did, and that's what we'll do. You know, whatever. Uh, so yes, today we bring you, uh, I guess, morality rankings. We're gonna we're looking at yeah. these factions today, all twenty five of them, and we have to decide who the big bads are and who the nice ones are. This is a game with essentially the theory being every faction's got some gray areas. Everyone's capable of nasty stuff. Everyone's capable of good. I think that's right. more true in some cases than other. That's kind of what we'll be exploring today. But can we also talk about our yours and my? parameters for this good and evil because it might not be what everybody fully expected for this episode yeah um my parameters are my heart (laughs) end of parameters um go ahead matt what are your parameters for it yeah i'm just using my heart it's just sort of how i feel about things uh we did go through and we've written down some notes like we basically read every fact sheet or at least skimmed every faction sheet uh, to get the the broader notes. A lot of the faction sheets just have, like, information about the fungus on their planets, okay? So I, yeah. I, yes. I glazed over those parts and got to the parts where they said what a faction's goals are and maybe some of their yeah. history. What actions have they taken in the yeah. past? There's stuff in, like, stuff? various stories that I probably will have missed because we didn't, like, deep dive through all of that stuff. But I think we're starting there with each faction. This This is what we know about these factions. But this episode is also about uh, the players that play this game. This episode is about what you do with that baseline morality. So we're not telling mm-hmm. this is not actually what the morality of these factions is. This is what the morality you playing one of these factions can be capable of. Uh, so strategically, yeah. what do these factions encourage and with what powers do you, can you exert your control over others? So when you sit down to play one of these factions, how good or evil are you in the game? Right. It's a synthesis between the lore, the stuff written on the back of the faction sheet, and also mechanically, how does that play out in game, which yeah. is probably a level of seriousness we're bringing 
to this discussion that is absolutely unnecessary. I, well, I, I think we say metric. this, and then we will immediately stop thinking about that as a uh, as a part of the process. Nope, nope. <laughs> well, we said we were going to do it, Matt. Uh-huh. So I'm going to hold us true to what we got here. Um, we're going to rank all of them in alphabetical order. We're just going to kind of build a list as we go. Um, this is designed to frustrate yes, Absol, absolutely. who has good opinions, right. and other people that uh, are you know, working on various lore-related stuff in the community. Um, they, they probably care more about this and know more about it. Me and Matt are stupid, <laughs> and we are here to weigh in. We are stupid, <laughs> and we have the mic. Yeah. This is your fault, not ours, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, I think we should dive right into it. Should we kick things off uh, in, in alphabetical order? Let's talk yeah. about the funniest one to start with, which is Arborek, which I categorize as the true neutral of all the factions anyways. They're literally just plants doing their planty thing. They don't really even have much of a will uh, in general. I mean, they, they it's like questionable if they have some sort of will, but like... They're plants that want to grow their symphony. That's that's their thing. I don't know how to ascribe morality to that. I can. I'll say this. Uh, I you know I think growth is overrated, mm-hmm. and growth is not a moral good. Right. Okay, <laughs> just just deciding to grow yeah. at the expense of others doesn't make you moral. Right. However, paradoxically, most of the fact, most everything we're going to talk about today is just about how evil all of these factions right. are. Right. Um, and maybe in the grand scheme of things, Arborek isn't that evil. But Matt, I already feel odd about your moral uh, compass <laughs> We're here. We're going to learn more that about the two describe, of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that you would describe Arborek as true neutral is uh, insane. The truest neutral, I would think. I mean, who else is true neutral amongst all of these 25 factions? I don't know. Well, but th- but true neutral would mean so- would imply some sort of neutrality mm-hmm. here, and mm-hmm. Arborek is straight up stealing people. Right. Like, well, they're just... stealing dead people, though, right? They're stealing yeah, things that were that's... already gone. That's not yeah. great, but it's uh-huh. not enslaving a living person. Yeah, okay, sure, but it's still highly disrespectful. <laughs> And super messed up. Okay. Well, let's put it as let's let th- their evil category no, no, is highly no, I'm disrespectful. Not this go. Let's I'm see not how that go. goes later. You're out on. here watching zombie movies, being like, "Listen, they're just minding their own business." You know what I mean? Like, this is just they have to do it. Uh-huh. You know, it's like what that's I do. Your moral I'm, compass. I'm just saying that's gonna we we have we have the Arborek who just sort of do this, and then later we're gonna get to factions where it's like they choose to do this and they like it, and they're and they yeah, they have true. the opportunity to not do it, and they say, "Nah, we prefer." We <laughs> to do the yeah, bad but, stuff. okay, okay. No, 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 no. You're you're projecting now. The Arborek are choosing to expand, to grow themselves. Yeah, it's, it's not true. some sort of imperative for right. them to do it. Right, right. Yeah. Well, regardless, there's nowhere to actually rank them yet. They just they're here uh, in this position. So there we go. We've there. There's your introduction to the Arborek. I guess we should say uh, uh, mechanically, what do we what do we do with the Arborek? I mean, your whole thing is to build a massive. I mean, not necessarily always strategically, but an idea strategically is to build a massive bowl and consume your neighbor uh, and just take all their stuff. Yeah, that's pretty mean. But also at the same time, um, they suck. uh, (laughs) And it'd be cool if they didn't suck like we've maintained. People get confused about this all the time. They're just like, oh, they just hate the Arborek. No, the Arborek, it's a really great idea. And some some of these ideas are stinkers, actually. (laughs) I've never said that before, but I'll go ahead and say... Some of the ideas for Twilight Imperium yeah. factions, 
total stinkers. Right. Arborek, great idea. Yeah. But they just aren't good, yeah, and yeah. that is a bummer. I, I love what you're establishing is a, mor- a moral stance we might have to go with for some of these factions, Arborek included, is they have a desire to do evil, but they are incapable of exacting that evil, which does make them less evil than a faction capable of enacting the evil exactly. that they want to do. <laughs> yeah, that's going to come down in the rankings. I just want to say, for the record, I do find Arborek to be very evil, but they could be a top five, right, okay? Right. They could be... It, with their level of evil might still be top five on this ranking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, next up we have the Argent Flight in the lore. Yeah. The Argent Flight are essentially the wardens of the Mahakt gene sorcerers. They they watch over the um, Asheron Gate that the prophecy of uh, kings is based around this event where the Asheron Gate is explored by the ghosts of Creus. It basically explodes. The planet of Ix rips through a void, and thus the Mahak to return. And inside the void that is left behind, the Vool Wraith come out. And the Argent were the ones who were supposed to sort of keep tabs on all this stuff. Right. They're they're the jailers. They're the wardens. Um, they are mostly trying to get back the Mahakt for enslaving them for many, many eons or whatever. So they, they're just like, we will take the task of holding them uh, there, I suppose. So they're sort of our lawful good faction i guess is what how i would consider them well and i think they're doing a job and it seems like that job needed to be done by somebody Mm -hmm. um and you know the we'll when we get to the mahakt um we'll be able to say you know definitively that they are probably the most villain-esque type faction that you can play of they like literally they're villains now i don't know if that makes them the evilest right we'll see how the discussion uh evolves but i think that overall Argent Flight, I'd say they're 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 pretty good. Yeah. I mean, there's not anything particularly good about them, actually. Right. Like benevolent, that is. Right. But they are doing a job, and it seems like that job needs to be done mm-hmm. in order for the universe to be somewhat peaceful. We yeah. need but here's the other thing, Matt. They failed. Right. They did goof it up. Right. So how much credit do they really deserve? Sure. You know? There, there's also the question, too, of, like, what are their goals in this this conflict? Because some factions is like, we were on the bottom, and now we want to be on the top. I do find Argent's interesting in this regard, which is to say, Argent is not out here trying to say, we are the only ones who can be the leaders of the galaxy. They're saying, like, we need to just lead you against the Mahat. The Mahat. Like we're we're here yeah. to lead. We know how to deal with these folks. So let us just get us through this moment. We don't necessarily want to be the imperialistic galactic rulers. We just yeah. like want to face yeah. against the the known evil. So I that, yeah, that's where, on so, the good side of things. Yeah, they're looking for. They're trying to get emergency powers. Yeah, you yeah. Know, <laughs> that of course they'll give back. You know, after there's a nebulousness to that of well, what will they do after the fact? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, they sound pretty evil to me. Um, also, their their bird their 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 whole thing is that they're like bird people. Yeah, uh, birds are not the nicest of creatures. <laughs> I would say across the the board, birds not nice yeah. across the board. Yeah, in um, general, kind of mean uh, as compared to arborec, which they are like trees and plants. Trees and plants are actually like pretty nice. Yeah, besides the Venus flytrap. Right. Um. So that's, I don't know. I'm a little bit torn here on Argent <laughs> Birds Flight versus plants. The birds eat the plants. Don't like that so much. Or they that's use the plants. Mean. Maybe not eat the plants. They they use the plants to build their homes. That's pretty mean. Um, mechanically, the Argent, I mean, what? You spend a lot of the game keeping to yourself, just racking up points, basically. You don't necessarily, you, you are capable of going out on sort of big uh, 
claims of territory, but I think you generally sort of hang out in your in your little corner of the woods. Yeah, you know what I hate though about the Argent is that those strike wing alpha twos yeah. mess up your math brain. Right. And like you'll get like attacked by one and you'll be like, oh yeah, I forgot. They're like basically a completely different unit yeah. from like a destroyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just like come in and like destroy your like normal fleet. Right. That would be fine in any other circumstance <laughs> except for the Argent flight attacked and you forgot right. about all the stupid extra stuff they get to do. So in that way, I'd say that's kind of evil. Yeah. I don't know. Not great. It's tough to say. Yeah. Capable of say. violence is the idea, I think. Very capable of violence. Well, they're all capable of violence. But they're, a, they're I'm all... saying Arjun is very capable of a lot of violence. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Um, how how do we reckon that with Arborek? I, I mean, I think they're definitely above Arborek because uh, at the end of the day, their pursuits are good. And on the game board, you're... you're not that often getting attacked by Argent Flight, maybe not until like the very end of the game. There's there's not that many like mid-game wild maneuvers Argent Flight is doing. They might they probably get to the equidistant faster than you like, right? That's probably a problem. And Arborex certainly isn't that issue. Uh but I don't know. I kinda like that an Argent Flight player keeps to themselves uh, a decent amount and we just sort of negotiate over little little things. I'm a little bit, I'm definitely way more torn than you are yeah. um, because I think you're way solidly in Argent Flight's corner here of, of them being gooder. Yeah. Um, I think they're both suspicious. I'm suspicious of both of them, mm -hmm. but that's pretty normal mm -hmm. for all of that we're going to talk about today. I'll go ahead, go ahead and concede that Argent Flight are doing a, a job that needs to be done, whereas Arborek isn't doing anything for anyone right. in particular. But also the other side of that coin is that Arborek is like not so humanoid like yeah, yeah. and we're not even sure how much agency right. they have i'm down so, to lean on know. that if you're if you're going that direction i'll do it like i'm happy to let arborek be kind of high on the good territory of things i mean let's just try it out yeah let's yeah, just yeah, try yeah. It out. let's put arborek above argent Fantastic. and just see how that goes <laughs> people are already see. ripping their hair out at the <laughs> idea of what we find moral okay let's do uh, an easy one it's the barony of letnev they are up and down the fascists and the imperialists and you read the books well, and they're mean and nasty i mean th they are not the only fascists i'm not gonna right, say yeah, that I was about to say. <laughs> but they are the most notably very obviously into the whole fascism thing you know what i mean we'll talk about federation yeah. of soul later and it's like federation of soul is probably like fashy right like there, there's yeah, plenty absolutely. of issues there but baron letnev would be like yes we are fascist and we like it like that that yeah. would be how hard they lean into it so they also like didn't they bloat up one yeah. of the extra home system yeah. planets yeah, they, they like, like are really mean up. to x shop they're also like super uh, there, there is an argument recently on the show we said something to the effect that like lazax are bad and absol had i thought some fun pushback to that which is like the Lazaks were never regarded as bad. They were the ones in charge, but the reason the Lazaks fell is because they were lazy and they got comfortable and they just sort of were boring and, and all these other factions mm -hmm. got chips on their shoulders. One of those being Barony. Barony was just like, we don't like that we pay taxes to the Lazaks. Let's upend everything and start uh, like a huge intergalactic war. Where so, have I heard this before? Yeah. <laughs> So I would, yeah, I would definitely argue that Barony is almost more to blame for, like, the Twilight years and the dark, like, the fall of everything is because, you know, these these imperialist nations got chips on their shoulders, basically. So, I mean, for me, Barony, right. Barony is firmly at the bottom of this list, and we haven't even talked Dude, about mechanics yet. 
And the whole space Irish thing, I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? Like, it's like, what is this? A little on the nose, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, it's a little on the nose, the whole space Irish thing. And it's, in, in a way, I would say too soon. <laughs> I just watched Banshees of Innershin, and come on. I mean, what are we supposed to do here? <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, Barony's got to be at the bottom, at the bottom for now. For sure. Uh, yeah. We didn't we didn't talk yeah. mechanically, but it's like, yeah, they're, they're, their fleets are disgusting and mean, and they you start with more no, tokens, I'll, and it's all bad. I'll say mechanically. They, I think it's messed up. Here's here's my number one point for Barony of Letnev. They made the extra home system worse yeah. in the lore, and they have the best home system in the game. Right. That's so annoying That's so and mean. You, like literally, when you start as extra, like lore wise, you would you should have a better home system than you have. Right, and right. Barony's over there, just like I have six resources yeah. at home, and it's like I think there's a cockiness to that yeah. that I just don't like. Definitely. Uh, next up is the Clan of Sar. So the Clan of Sar is regarded as like one of the first space-faring factions. Uh, now. You could read that as like one of the first people that decided we're allowed to conquer other people, which is yeah, weird. Sure. Um, yeah. But also they have spent most of their existence being uh, trampled by all of the other factions. Uh, they've just been sort of uh, nomadic since very, very, very long ago. And, uh, you know, I think their main goal is just trying to reclaim any semblance of a home. They live on potatoes. They live on little asteroids. They don't even have a home planet anymore. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we generally regard SAR as, from the lore perspective, on that good side of just trying to make the best of a horrible, horrible situation. Yeah, and it seems like, in reading the lore, it's like, they're like, I don't know, it just seems like things have not turned out well for the SAR yeah. in the lore. Um, and like it's it's you get a lot of sympathy yeah. in reading the faction sheet. Um, they're not as like obviously imperialist or anything. Their goals are like reasonable, right? But then like you play a game <laughs> with someone exactly. playing as Sar, and it it doesn't really doesn't really pan out like that now, does it? The fact that they don't need their home system means they have more leverage for violence yes. on everyone else. Uh, so I would say that their lore is a bit at odds yes. with their mechanics. Absolutely. And I would say in that way, I don't know, I feel a little weird about Sar. Yeah. I yeah, think mechanical I, stuff is important for this ranking. I think you lean into, when you play the Sar, you get to like have that as your backdrop, but then you get to be like, so all of my violence is justified. At all moments, at all times, yeah. all of my violence yeah. is justified no matter what it is, and I'm capable of a lot of violence. So... Yeah, I'm not, even though I think there's a backing for it to be like, well, listen, you know, they, they need justice. They need to get what's, they were, it, it, they were treated horribly for so long. That's going to be on its own little spectrum of things. There's a lot of these factions that were the underdogs for many, many reasons and Dude. things. And, and like, you know. And you, you can, don't think Arborek has been treated horribly? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? They can't even, uh, I, I guess they do speak or can they speak? Yeah. I don't know. It would be better if I knew more about this game. Uh <laughs> But here's the thing. I mean, Arborek, I mean, how much... Like, think about it like this. Twilight Imperium was made by Earth humans, uh -huh. you know, in the 90s is when they were cooking up all of this. And I don't know why I'm making it sound like it was a team. It was one guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, think about how, how well we treat our plants here on Earth. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> So, so in a way, Arborex probably justified and is probably the goodest faction, actually. 
So uh, I definitely think Clan Star goes under Arborek. I'm going to argue they go under Argent Flight as well because Argent Flight were also subjugated by the Mahawked and they yeah. like made a whole mission statement out of it. They said, well, then we'll fix this and we'll dedicate right. our existence okay, okay. to fixing that. A little tricky though because the Argent get to, they get to go home. They get to go back to their home. Yeah, like that's true. Specifically. Yeah. So they got one up on Sar and that they got their home you know, returned right. to them. Hmm. And yeah, I don't know. I think it's a little dicey between Clannistar and Argent Flight. I really don't know why we're like, I mean, let's see how long we can keep up this Arborek thing. I think we're both in agreement <laughs> there, um, which will be quite annoying. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I'm a little bit torn. Yeah. Uh, I think they're, I think they're about dead even actually. Yeah. Cause it's kind of, it's kind of, there's kind of a trade, a kind of back and forth. So I don't actually care. What, what, I lean mechanically. Clanisar is the villain of the table. I mean, it just yeah. has, so if, if they are at if they are even when it comes to like actual proper lore things, I have to lean on mechanically. I'll give that to I you. hate sitting next to a Sar way more than I hate sitting next to an Argent flight. Okay, so Sar is going to go under Argent. We'll see yeah. how things develop. Yeah. Uh, next up is the newest faction, the one we kind of like have to really sort of suss out and figure out what's really going on with them. The Council Calaras, which is a seemingly neutral faction uh they mm -hmm. are the they are essentially the military arm of the galactic council itself which is yeah. then odd why then suddenly they're vying for position over just actually ruling over everyone like you are hired to just facilitate things and then yeah. you're stepping out of bounds like i find that pretty bad personally yeah <laughs> Yeah, and also, like, I don't know, they're just kind of, like, it's kind of a weird faction to root for, because yeah. it's like, they're just kind of like a, they're just like a department yeah. of the, <laughs> it would be like if you were rooting for, like, the Department of Justice or something, <laughs> like, and it's just like, I don't know, I don't really, I don't care, they're, you know what, I'll say this, the council's a cool idea for potential unlocking of things like the RPG, Yeah, and even, like, from a gameplay perspective, I feel like it's, Kind of interesting to be playing a faction that like doesn't they're not like any of the others as far as structure yeah. is concerned but just thinking about them thematically compared with everyone else i don't know a bit of a stinker to me kind of seems like i'm just playing as like you know some bureaucrats the, or some yeah, stuff like that the bureaucrats and their political. cops basically i mean i think council yeah. colares are like very specifically more than any other faction they are just the cops so right. i don't know that's got its own weird just it's i wrote down they're a neutral faction with a chip on their shoulder it's funny too though because that's not like on their lore sheet it doesn't specifically say that they are a part of this new war right that the, like right. the war we're doing but like they are when you sit down to play them that's in the rpg i think it's going to be more that the council clares are kind of this neutral thing they're just trying to facilitate whatever it's going to be whatever you want to make of it but the fact that they are a playable faction in this intergalactic conflict game to me says it's not so neutral actually and they get to hide under the guise of neutrality yeah. which is a bit more mischievous and nasty than uh, i think a lot of the factions already on our list yeah, I think it's like rooting for the... I'm not going to like root for the CIA. Right. You know, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> you know? I don't know what they're up to. I'm not endorsing that. Yeah. Like, they don't even tell me what's going on. You know? Yeah. It's not like they write to us every month. They're like, <laughs> so this is like what the CIA is thinking about doing. And then we like kind of read that and we're like, wow. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. They just do stuff. Right. They do stuff. And apparently, I just have to be okay with it. Right. So in that way, I feel that same way about Council Calera's. 
Uh, I don't. I. I mean, I think they should just uh, maybe above Barony. Yeah. they should definitely go above. Barony. Uh, definitely above Barony, but I do not think they get. I don't think their mission statement is any better than Argent no, Flights feel, or Clanasars. No, and I feel sympathy for Clanasars. Right. So I feel like zero sympathy for Council Calaris yeah, at all. Absolutely. Yeah. That's this is hilarious. <laughs> this list is, uh, next up is a very very popular faction in this sort of discussion. It's the Embers of Muat. The big yeah. thing with the Embers of Muat is. They are famously enslaved by the universities of Jolnar and tasked with creating war sons. And then the yeah. whole storyline of Muad is they went, you know, maybe we don't like this so much. And maybe we get to use these war sons to free ourselves from this enslavement. So ah, a there's tricky, a sympathy though, card know? a la the clan Asar, <laughs> but there's the willing to commit massive violence as oh, justice man. end of things. That's a little tricky. I'm really glad we're both like morality and ethics experts. <laughs> that like makes it very that easy for us to kind of do this. That we don't frequently lampoon philosophy and ethics and <laughs> the spirit yeah, of that I'm kind so of debate. I'm so excited for all the the very serious feedback to this episode. <laughs> um, that's cool. Yeah, go ahead, start get get to work on it, everybody. It won't fall on deaf ears at all. I don't know. I mean, the Arborek are just doing their own thing, uh -huh. you know. Like they're they're not trying to bother anybody. Yep. Just like dead people. Yeah. Um, uh, I think like using war sons and inventing them are both pretty bad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I haven't seen, you know, Christopher Nolan's new opus, new opus Oppenheimer has not come out yet, <laughs> but I bet you it will make me go, I don't know about this Oppenheimer guy. You know what think. I mean? <laughs> knowing, knowing the master of cinema, the expert film God, uh -huh. Christopher Christopher Nolan, <laughs> he is going to throw down some gray area or on like our dumb Oppenheimer. <laughs> so, uh, I want to put Muat in the sort of under, like the lower. I think I want them under Clan Asar. You liked that joke way too much. <laughs> I did. I did because I didn't know. I didn't know what was going to happen. Uh, okay, you want them below Clan Asar? Yeah, because they're like it's like I feel sympathy for them because they went through something bad, but then they also did bad stuff. Yeah. Whereas Clan Asar is just like, well, but okay, no, hold up now. Mechanically in game, yeah, Muad is not like the meanest. Actually, sure. Muad is like a pretty by Twilight Imperium standards. It's like, I don't mind having a Muat neighbor, except for that hero, huh? Kinda I have suck. one pushback to that, which is just Nova yeah, Seed. They will turn an entire yeah, yeah, so, yeah. gallon. Yeah. I mean, they'll just upend a star and blow it up and just like yeah, everything there right. is dead. <laughs> so You're right. You're right. Put them under Clan Asar. Uh, do they, they go under Council Calaris is the question. Nah, I don't think they go under Council Calaris. There's reasons to be sympathetic yeah. to the embers of Muat. Right. I could be sympathetic to... I don't know, in office, you know, <laughs> in office with guns. Like, I don't know. I like how we've deemed plant life neutral leaning good, an office setting neutral leaning bad, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just not a good look, you know? I see, I've seen office space. I get it. Hey, listen, sometimes yeah. you burn down the office building and you're justified, okay? It's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, next up is the Emirates of Hakan, which honestly... When you dig into Hakan lore, there's not a lot of meat on the bones. There's not a lot to go no. off of of what they're like. Literally, what was decided about the Emirates of Hakan is they're trade cats. End of discussion. It feels like. I mean, there's a bit of like a statement of how their government operates, but in terms of like what their actual goals are, 
it's just to hoard wealth. Like it's just to be yeah. a trading vessel and and be bureaucratic and in the middle of all the dealings so that they can hold on to as much money as possible. Uh, so my note for them was they're overly capitalist. That means whatever it means, but it's like I don't know what they contribute necessarily, and I don't know what good they're out there trying to do. Well, if you look, if you think about real life for a second, mm, I hate that. A lot of the people that we know in real life that exist that are hoarding wealth mm. are generally very nice, sweet people <laughs> that seem that seem great um, and really and, altruistic and, and easy to like. All of them easy to like. Uh, everyone, every every hoarder of wealth, easy to like. The, uh, we are at, we're not a political podcast you know what i mean we're apolitical love people with money um so i would say in this way here's the thing actually no let's let's let me let me rip the mask off for a second obviously uh hoarding wealth is a giant red flag yeah. right <laughs> but they're kitties they're, kitty cats. they're little kitties yeah. hoarding wealth now if i if my cat yeah. was stealing from me mm-hmm. and it made a little like a little hole yeah. Where they were keeping all all my stuff, my money, you know, they were taking my money from me. <laughs> I wouldn't hold it against them. So maybe this is like the intergalactic version, yeah, of that. You yeah, know? I'd at least put them above embers and muat in terms of war atrocities. However, mechanically, well, they don't have any war atrocities. Yeah, you know? I mean, maybe. Yeah, they're not really. Not th- that we we couldn't find any. No, I mean, and, and they they don't have any, and mechanically they don't have anything. The worst thing they can do is they can decide whatever strategy card they want to pick in the end, and that's pretty annoying. But that's not blowing up an entire star system. So I think that's kind of nice too, because they end the game early. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, <laughs> let us they go, get- <laughs> but they keep us late because they get into every single uh, possible that's true. negotiation. They do keep us late, don't they? Yeah. I think it's above or below Clanasar. I think that's where they're above at. Above or below Clanasar. I am gonna put them. I I agree with that, and I think my vote says under Clanasar. There's no sympathy. Okay. I have zero sympathy. That's true. I have no sympathy for. Well, but they're kitties, though. What? Okay, just inherently you, sort of sympathetic to the kitty are cause. You, are you a cat person or a dog person? Let's I'm a both. I got there. I got one of each here in the Martin. You, you do got one of each, but and they both sleep on juice. my side of the bed to the effect where I have to like I bend my legs in an odd way so the dog can sleep by my feet, and then I bend my yeah. neck in a weird way so the cat can sleep on my pillow. I'm an animal lover. Okay, I like the Sar and I like the Hakan. They both wow. get to sleep with me. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of the same way to be honest. Don't make me choose, you know. <laughs> it, it it just sucks because most of my life, I I can only I've only really lived in situations where cats are kind of the only appropriate option. Yeah, I happen to live in New York City, right? Uh, and I work a lot, so a dog would basically I don't know where the dog would be or what the dog <laughs> would be doing. You know what I mean? I don't know what would be up with this dog that I would have. I I guess I would like. I would probably, you know what I would do? I'd put the dog on my roof. You yeah, know, my right. dog would run around on the roof of my just building. Just on the roof. Just, just barking at everything. <laughs> <laughs> just barking down. You need to be in a building adjacent to a building day. with a pigeon guy. Like there's a pigeon dude on the roof next door and the dog just stands there and barks at pigeon guy 24-7. Upstairs losing its mind every single day. I mean, can you imagine being a dog in New York? There are like I'm a person and I find myself barking out the window right. all day. Yeah. And it barks back. It comes into this podcast. Yeah. Everyone yeah, here, everyone who listens to this show knows <laughs> what we're talking about. So, yeah, God, New York will just never shut up for <laughs> even a second. 
Okay, yeah. So Hakan is uh, below Sar, above Muat. There yeah, we go. There. Great. Okay, next up is the Empyrean, which yeah. is one of those, even, I mean, in the Arborek vein of things, Empyrean's leans neutral, right? They're just sort of yeah. hanging out, checking things out. They keep an eye they on things. They don't even really have a government. Yeah. Like, it sounds like they're kind of like, you know, they're like uh, anarchist, like, like the anarchist crunk uh, crust punks that's, of uh, hey, of the Twilight Imperium universe. That's pretty cool to me. I don't know. <laughs> I know uh, who I, I mean, am, I don't know. and I know. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many anarchists you've known, Matt. No, um, I know. Yeah. I, I, I think that maybe. <laughs> I think that maybe though, being neutral, yeah. is basically good in Twilight Imperium. Maybe, yeah. In these like, terms, I don't think that's necessary. Like, I do think just being totally neutral has, has, is sometimes evil connotations. But yeah, like, okay. By okay, comparison to the- all these other factions, it's a little bit better. Well, okay. So let's let's describe this better for people that aren't because Empyrean is like a little obscure. Like, I don't yeah, think I think there's a lot of people who played Empyrean and never even looked at the lore. So right. the lore about Empyrean is they're basically like weirdos floating around, and that like the other factions just like see them. Yeah like off in the distance, just like being weird and watching. And they basically just observe everything that's happening in the galaxy. And then when Prophecy of Kings happens and the Mahawk to come back, the Empyrean basically get involved yeah. and are like, hey, this is actually a threat. Right. And we, we are going to participate. And they believe that they know all the factions so well that they should be in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. They're like, because we've been watching you, right. basically. Um, so... I mean, they might be right. I don't know. Maybe they, they would right. be right. It's a little they bit of right. why didn't you do anything earlier, right? But that's yeah. still better than a lot of these other things. Now, they weren't... What, my, my big pushback here is, like, they're not Argent Flight, right? Tasking themselves with actually sitting here and maintaining some semblance of good, preventing the evil from escaping. They just hung out, let a lot of other atrocities go, but then the yeah. Mahawks show up and they're like, well, that's a step too far. We let all of this other bad stuff happen constantly throughout history, but... This is the one thing we actually would like to maybe prevent. Yeah, yeah. The I mean, let's let's get in the weeds though of the ethics of this. <laughs> when should they have intervened? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when when exactly was it their business to just step in yeah. and prevent? For all we know, they're basically they they basically been watching all of this, being like, you know, we would love to intervene, but it feels wrong, you know, because it's not this this is they're maybe a little isolationist i think it's probably like the meanest way you could paint them um right but i mean i think the isolationism versus interventionism debate that's probably a debate i guess yeah that i don't know about but it is one (laughs) and we're not going to talk about it on this show but i'm just saying like maybe it's a little open-ended whether whether this is such a bad approach or Mm -hmm. not clearly they have some sort of perspective on it that's what i like that's what i'm trying to say is they have they have an idea of this, and then they have a line. That's a lot of versatility yeah. for a Twilight Imperium faction that they're like, obviously they have some sort of belief in not yeah. being a part of anything, and then they recognize when that belief is not going to cut it yeah. and that they got to change, yeah. you know? I mean, there's not much of a history of them enacting any sort of violence. So, I mean, my vote is above Arborek at this point. They're not turning anybody into zombie slaves, but they're, you know, say what you will about, like, ignoring violence... That is different than perpetrating violence, which most of these factions have done or, or yeah, do. Yeah, most of the factions are really bad and have done bad yeah. stuff, whereas yeah. Empyrean didn't do anything, right. just hung out and watched everybody else do stuff, and then when it was dire, was like, hey, let's get involved. Sure. 
Okay, next up is the Federation of Soul. We sort of mentioned them Ooh, a little these bit. These people are real bad, actually. <laughs> Just want to say for the record, oh, oh, these people are no not good. a fan oh, of we humanity. We talking about the Twilight Imperium faction. Oh, I thought we were talking about the human shoot. race. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They are basically just like straight up toe to toe with Barony Aletnev in terms of like, no, we want to colonize everything. And Barony's like, no, yeah. we want to colonize and rule over everything. So I see them in pretty similar camps. Uh, basically, Federation Guess of Soul what? is younger to the scene than Barony Aletnev. Right. That's true. Guess what? A couple facts. Got some facts for you. Federation of Soul, number one, invented fascism. Number two, invented imperialism. And that's what we're going to be accusing a lot of these factions of doing. Now, are we talking about people or the twilight imperium faction i forget because people did invent both fascism and imperialism uh -huh, uh -huh. but apparently so did letnev separately is the argument <laughs> that that it turns out th the consciousness of a being is somehow capable of fascism in in very different oh. contexts actp we just found a weird thing you put in your game um <laughs> actp we found some weird thoughts you had i guess about stuff um <laughs> Uh, I think Soul's pretty bad, and I actually think I'd be totally down to put them on the bottom, just as a sort of like as a fun, you know, thing. Yeah, like we're. Exist. I mean, I think we're. Listen, I don't want to get in the weeds here, yeah. but I would classify us as very naughty. What a I would horrible say. idea for an episode for us to do. What a complete, <laughs> just the what a horrible idea we allowed to have happen That's to fun. us. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, yeah. I I would say uh. Soul saw that all of this imperial, this galactic imperialism existed before, led to a lot of bad stuff, and the Federation of Soul still said, we'll have a slice of that pie, though. We'll, ha we'll have a slice, <laughs> yeah. And the other thing, too, is we get so mad about Barony's cultural connection, you know, the whole, yeah. like, them being Irish, Irish. like, space Irish. Yeah. Um, we invented Irish, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Federation of Soul goes on the bottom. They on are the, the evilest Probably faction will so stay far. There. Ah, no, evil. there will be real arguments <laughs> here in a bit. But uh, okay, next up is the Ghosts of Creus. I would say uh -oh. before Prophecy of Kings, this would have been an extraordinarily difficult thing to even talk yeah, about. The Ghosts, ghosts are Creus, just this yeah. mysterious thing. Like we don't really know anything about them. Kind of similar to Empyrean. However, what we do now know about the Ghosts of Creus is they're quite negligent. <laughs> they're 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 very stupid at the very least. They they you know we want to explore wormhole technologies. We want to know more, but they are the reason all of the prophecy of kings stuff happened. They were exploring yeah, the Galactic Council said we don't think we should be tapping into this stuff, and Ghost said we're gonna do it anyways. But we'll let you watch. Come over here and watch as we do it anyways. And yeah. then they unleashed the Mahawk and the Vulwraith Cabal into uh, our galaxy. So, you know, not the most evil, but grossly negligent. Yeah, they are pretty negligent, huh? Uh, they could have, yeah, It before Prophecy of Kings, we could have done like a similar to Empyrean thing mm -hmm. or just like, I don't know, they're just like neutral. Mm -hmm. Just out there like minding their own business. Um but instead, it it not like that, huh? I'll note too. They've got they've got their um, like to talk mechanically. They've got like their hero and stuff. I mean, how often are you like really really threatened by Ghost of Creus? You know what I mean? You know that they yeah. can show up at any time, but right. you're not really that worried about them showing up in like any big force. And notably, you got Nova Seed in the Muat's hands. Ghost of Creus thing is not nearly as bad as that. We're just moving stuff around. All we're doing is moving stuff around on the map. And, and usually the Ghost of Creus are facilitating a lot of crazy things to happen on board. So I feel like they're a net positive to sort of the ecosystem of the game, mm -hmm. even if 
they can do bad things. They can get they can do stupid stuff. I, I, they're in the top three for me here. They're around Empyrean and Arborek. I think so. I think that's a, a good a good place for them. Um, they're mostly in looking into their lore. They're just merely a faction that has like messed up. Yeah, and that is basically an angel compared to most of these. <laughs> So like yeah, they just messed up. That's yeah. all. They just did a wrong thing. Right. And then in game, you know, they're pretty nice. Yeah, they're pretty nice. We didn't even talk about how Empyrean has two faction promissory notes. That's why they should be it's at number nice. one. There you go. Because it's just like they're better at being friends. They, just they have more friends. People. Do you yeah. think they should go? Should Ghost go above Arborek here? Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm willing. Maybe. Maybe. I just because it's funny that the top two for a little while are going to be both factions that basically like don't are take the part. least humanoid. Yeah, you know they're like <laughs> the most like not and and it's it's literally just like yeah to be morally good in the Twilight Imperium universe you just gotta stay away. Go I over guess. there. <laughs> yeah, go over there. That makes you a lot better. Okay. Next up, we have what I think is going to be the funniest discussion because of what Hunter and I have already <laughs> discussed with each other. We have the L1Z1X MindNet, and yeah. the art of the L1Z1X looks really nasty. Ooh, robotic, yeah, they're evil, right? cybernetic yeah, they must things. Be they're evil. evil. All of the stuff in reference to them talks about... I mean, they're, they're the bombardment faction, basically. Like, sure. they seem pretty bad. When you look into their lore, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to find so bad about the L1Z1X. If anything, they're yeah. quite similar to like the clan Asar, right? If we, if, right. especially if we start from that thing we said earlier, where the Lazaks weren't necessarily bad, they were lazy, and so then everyone was like, "Let's kill all of the Lazaks," right? That's right. what was decided by, I guess, everybody else. Everybody, a part and of that, bad. goes down yeah. some points because it's like, not only do we need to upend the Lazaks from control, we have to make them all go away. And like one dude was like, "Hey, we should probably just leave. We should just like let them get, get the throne, and let's just go. Yeah. Let's just leave." And took some people with them. And to survive, they did a lot of cybernetic enhancement stuff to, just to make sure they could survive with such a low population. And then they came back. And I don't even see that much in the lore that's like, everything is ours. It's more like, we just want to exist again. Like, we just want to, you know, reclaim yeah. the memory of the Lazax to some degree. They are prone to some violence, right? But that I, I don't see anything where, like, their directive is kill, annihilate, stop everything. Yeah. They're not trying to conquer in in that absolute you know awful way. Yeah, it's more of a like we we've been down and out, and yes, we are you know we're half we're we're cyber we're cyber Lazax now. Yeah. So you may maybe people feel a little weird about that in this galaxy. Right, not as open to the uh, you know the cybernetic. Um, so I feel like I feel like I sympathize with them. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of like them. I like their art. And yeah. also, they're big losers in Twilight Imperium. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. they're the biggest losers in, in all of it. You know, they literally were in control of everything. They lost yep. all of that due to, and what is the reason that you keep bringing up? Laziness. Yeah. Hey, guess who's also lazy? Me. <laughs> I also lazy. I like to be lazy sometimes. I'm seeing myself in these people. Yeah. Okay. Guess who's also like pipe? part cybernetic me i spend all of my time on this stupid computer i got metal you know, in I'm one of my legs i'm basically a cyborg yeah basically we're both l1z1x <laughs> okay so i actually think they're quite morally good and deeply understandable yep i throw them in i mean i think they're right there with clan of sar honestly and i would probably put them right under clan of sar because they're the nasty things they can do mechanically like what they can get away with it's not that far behind Clannisar, and there's maybe a bit more in the lore of them being sort of 
sort of I, at least dark, at least saying mean things compared to Clan of Sar. I don't really even see Sar saying mean things. So I don't know. I think they hover above or below Sar. I am leaning above because of the whole concept of Clan of Sar is like, oh, we feel bad for them. The L1Z1X lost more yeah. than Clan of Sar did. That's so funny. I feel more sympathy for them. I think they should go above Clan of Let's Sar. Let's do it. Let's and plant below a flag Argent in the flag. ground. Someone, Absol, I'm j- show me the evidence that L1 is like truly done atrocious things. Yeah. Like I don't, I haven't show found me that it. they're bad. Yeah, because there they is don't there seem is a story bad. that's like Ibn. Av- I, I don't know. Anyways, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see if there's more evidence to that. But I I I'm not. I didn't find it. Uh, next up is like we said earlier. The villain of Prophecy of Kings. It is the Mahawked Gene Sorcerers. Um, this is a pretty obvious beat. Uh, they are they are bad. They like to sl- enslave people. Uh, not even just kill them. They want everyone to work for them. Uh, they were the worst. Ba- they were so bad that the Lazaks had to to in- like remove them from the situation to even be able to then take power. They were the original hyper imperialist galactic throne holders uh, mm-hmm. and they're back and everyone seems on board that it's not okay that they're back uh so yeah. i don't know they're also doing all of it by choice there's not some sort of like plant neutral imperative of yeah, just not like, like they're the like they are yeah. beings with very obvious consciences that want to do horrible 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 things <laughs> Yeah, and the other thing, too, is they're kind of like, uh, in a science fiction type way, I feel like the Mahawked are sort of depicted as the type of alien species that, like, Star Trek would make uh, very highly evolved. Uh-huh. You know, they're, like, literally made of, like, cosmic dust right. or whatever. They look right. they look like stars themselves. And the fact that, you know, they are evil and, and want to just control everything, I don't know, me no, me no likey. I'm <laughs> not a fan frown. of that one. It They're also me a mean mechanical faction, man. I tell you, yep. they want to come fight you to get your command tokens. Then they can just, they don't have to play by command token rules. They win all the time these days. Like I, yeah, they're bottom of the list firmly for me. Yeah, definitely, definitely bottom uh, will be definitely in the running to be the worst yep. overall, I think. Yeah, yeah. Let's do one more before we take a quick break. The The last one before the break is the Mentac Coalition. Uh, Mentac yeah. Coalition was essentially... Like the only proper coalition before the Council of Calaris came into being, where it's like we are made up of all of the rejects from all of these other factions. If you don't yeah. like what the Jolnar are doing, you can be a Hylar and you can come hang out with us. If you don't like what the Federation of Soul is doing, you can be a human and you can come join us. So they're like they're a melting pot. Uh, they are still pirates, and also yeah. their mission statement is like you know they were founded as as like on purpose rejects and they're like their life's goal is revenge on all the people who did them wrong that's different than like we just want to rebuild our society right if the mentech were just about like let's build a cohesive society of all of the various factions that'd be pretty nice but it's not really that it's a bunch of people with really nasty grudges and so they're like we can excuse basically anything we want to against all the other factions because they kicked us out and we don't like them (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, they're basically what they're they're space Australia. Yeah, they're they're Twilight Imperium Australia, and I mean, how morally good do we find Australia in real life? But uh, that's uh, I guess that's my point. Is that they're bottom. slightly different. <laughs> Their difference in Austra- Australia is like, well, that's fine. We found some pretty nice beaches, and I think we'll just hang out here for a while. And space Mentac, like that, that's Australia. Mentac is if Australia was like, let's be constantly at war with everybody all the time. 
despite right. you know being over here we could just sit well, in our corner i mean come on if australia thought they could get away with like everyone in their country sure. being a literal pirate <laughs> like you don't you see it like they just be like sailing the yeah. high seas eating vegemite or whatever <laughs> like i i every single australian i've met would make a great pirate i've never met a single australian that wouldn't be a phenomenal pirate i mean a noteworthy yeah. and this is actually becoming a compliment now this is like at, like y'all seriously get, get into out piracy. there what's going on get into, quit what you're doing yeah. and become a pirate yeah. we need you um that said mechanically pillage is just about one of the most annoying abilities in the game oh uh-oh. oh it's mean isn't it? Yeah. it it gonna make it gonna make your friends mad at yeah. you yeah you know? like actually meta mad like it's just the it's the thing that i think makes most people mad in any given game but you can TI. do i don't know but you can do it so nice yeah. though you can work you know like it. it feels so good to get a little you know when mentat gives you a little ticket like uh -huh. i won't pillage you next time i'm like ooh, <laughs> who does I that like feel that. good for i don't know i don't I don't know if it feels i think the mentech hates that they sort of have to do that to just not have all this negative heat i don't mind at all you yeah. know i i think it's great to just kind of be like i'm i'm not gonna pillage every yeah. time to be reasonable with it to withhold a little right. bit on your piracy um i think it's it mentech themselves are a little bit of a moral test yeah you know there you go and that's okay that's kind of you can that's prove goodness in the hands of the mentech mm -hmm. and you can prove evilness so where does that put them by? I'm I'm at a bit of a loss. I mean, they're above like they're above Barony Aletnev for me. Absolutely. But I don't know how much higher I go than that. Like I don't, and I'm not even saying I don't go much higher. I'm like I have no idea. I, I don't know how to compare them to like Hakan or uh, or Klanisar or any of these. Well, they have kind of a high school type premise. They're they're basically the Breakfast Club. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. they're like we want the we, you know we're we're like the less popular people and mm -hmm. we we want revenge on all the jocks. Right. You know. Right. And <laughs> I I can relate. I want revenge on all the jocks too. That's why we started this podcast. Is me trying to get revenge on the jocks. I don't even know what that means. I, I don't even know if there still are jocks. Yeah. Like, do jocks still exist? I think everyone's just like really nerdy now. Um, jocks exist, but they do listen to Radiohead. Basically, is what happened. <laughs> I don't think that's what is that what happened? Yeah. Is that, okay? I guess everyone started listening to Radiohead exactly. when I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Um, I think for that reason, I can I can basically put to me. You know, there's the Embers of Muat, there's the Klanasar Hakan kind of yeah. bent. That's like kind of the area where like I feel like they belong is yeah. somewhere in there. Yes, they are pirates, but also like, I don't know, they have like there's more cooperation there. Yeah. yeah. And it's you get the player gets a choice as to how they want to be a pirate. Yeah. You know, like we can con condemn piracy all we want. But me and you have been playing Sea of Thieves a bunch with our friends. So clearly <laughs> we rules. understand that pi so piracy fun. is like fun, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think they go above Hakan, below Klanisar yes. there. I think that's a good yeah, spot for Yeah, take that, Hakan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the true Moneybags faction is Mentak. They're, they're the good ones. Okay, that's uh, 13 down. We've got 12 more to go. Let's take a quick little break. Okay, welcome back, and uh, we got a faction here I don't want. I don't care to talk about. It's the Nalu Collective. Oh yeah, man, mm -hmm. you read this sheet and you're like, I don't. I learned nothing about this faction. I don't know what their deal is. They're just yeah, they're we, telepathic, I guess. I don't know. Is telepathy moral? You tell me. Yeah, well, and it has the worst bit of sure. like writing on it, yeah. which is the uh, the what is it? It's 
It's a uh, disposition seductive. Yeah. Oh my That's god. That's the worst. Yeah. Piece of writing in, in all of the Twilight Imperium. Yeah. Like, can we just get rid of that? That's right. so ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Nalu, whatever. I I don't know what to do with them because you know what I do like though. I like the whole like they pretend to be from one of their planets and not both. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> it's funny how they're like we're from the the one that looks nice. We're yeah. not from the one that looks that. Oh, that bad one. No, yeah. We don't even us. like that one no, either. No way. Yeah. Yeah. That feels very, I can relate to that as a Southerner. You I, know? I wrote down that they're seemingly imperialistic, but there's not much to point to for that. So I don't yeah. know. Like, there's sort of like a, a more suspicious Imperian, basically, where it's like, I don't know, you're like up to something. You're more clearly up to something. And like, you have this power of telepathy over us. But I don't know. I just don't know what your goals are. So that, that puts them in the upper echelons. Now, as a faction playing Nalu, about as evil as they come. Agent, yeah. the new Codex 3 agent, that's some oh, nasty yeah. business. They've got the zero token. Like, the radar is on Nalu the entire game uh, and should be. So that ta that yeah, needs to annoying. knock them down a few uh, a few pegs. Yeah, I think mechanically speaking, the zero is, like, too annoying. Yeah. And I think it is actually a moral evil, yeah. like, to just have the zero token. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's just evil, y'all. Um, <laughs> I think... I could be comfortable putting them in like the L1Z1X Clan Asar Argent Flight range. Okay. I They're, would be comfortable with that. Yeah, Argent Flight has that sort of like we keep saying like a, a leaning good sort of thing. So I don't want them to go above Argent. Um, I okay. do think L1 is a good spot to, to set them, which is to say like, we don't fully know what they're up to. It's it's yeah. hard to yep. say. And I would put Nalu above L1 because we have less proof of like actual violence being done by Nalu. They're just really sneaky. They're just like, they just talk to people in sneaky ways, but it's not like they've done any horrible things of note. I don't know, Matt. You can't use anti-fighter barrage on their <laughs> stuff if they have a mech in the, in the area. <laughs> That's kind of annoying. Do you think maybe we should bump them down below L1Z1X? Or, I mean, like, Man, that's I mean, what an on. argument. I like, mean, because it's like the PDS thing is whatever, but it's like the, when the, when one of those mechs is around, my destroyer twos ain't so good. I mean, I'm working on Argent stuff mean. right now. It feels mean. I'm I'm I feel extra annoyed at Nalu here recently. So I guess you're just right. Saying. I guess they just go below L1. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, L1 still in the top five. Um. Okay. Last week we did a guide for the Nazroka Alliance. And we said they're the good guys. And yep. I stand by it. There is nothing in this lore that indicates any malevolence, any wrongdoing. Literally, every time a faction is like, but we're just doing it in the nature of, like, in the spirit of technological advancement. But they always have some nasty version of that. The Nazaroka yeah. doesn't. They just actually do technological advancement and they work together and they just want everybody to get along. They are the top of the list for me. But Hunter, if you have pushback, go for it. But no. they, are, they are the good guys. <laughs> Yeah, I think Nasroka are the good guys. They're just trying to explore out there. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think I think for... I'm not... I, I don't want to make it sound like they're just wholly benevolent sure. seeming, but they're cute. Yep. That's huge. Uh, cuteness is actually the same as goodness. Yeah. It's actually... Turns that's out. That's why cats are so good. Yeah. Um, but... And they are also cats. So that's crazy. Right. Uh, I didn't even do that on purpose. <laughs> uh, and then number three, you know, most of these people are pretty bad. Um, and I think in that world, Nasroka just seem, they just seem nice. Yeah. They just don't, you know what it is? It's not benevolence per se. It's more the absence yeah. of malevolence. Right, exactly. That make the Nasroka seem right. 
like the the true good guys. And they're just out there checking stuff out. I mean, also too mechanically, games with Nasroka, I would say across the board, more fun. Like even though yeah. there's like the constant impending threat that like Nasroka's doing too well, but it's right. in a way that's fun to watch. Like it's it's not it like is. I took your home system, so that's what's making me win this game. It's like, I don't know, you're spinning these wheels. Keep keep yep. at it. It's cool. Keep on <laughs> spinning. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. It's nice. They're great. Um, yeah, they're. I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, they might be number one by yeah. the end of it. I yeah. feel like they could be the. the I can goodest. think of a couple contenders coming up, but I they're yeah. they're firmly one for me at the moment. Uh, next up is the Necrovirus, and here's what happened. Here's the problem. CTP wrote the L1Z1X, and we had the L1Z1X exist, and then maybe maybe that nebulousness of their intent has always kind of been there. Maybe maybe they've always been just like I don't know what the L1Z1X is up to. So when they made an expansion for TI3, they decided, let's make an obviously evil L1Z1X, and that is the Necrovirus. They're literally right. a subsect of, the, like, when the L1 went off to go do their own thing, this extra dude known as Mordai was like, I really like being very strange with technology, and basically I'm going to allow technology, like, I'm just going to become a robot. And then the virus itself is just this thing that wants to obliterate um, all life, as far as I can tell. I mean, literally, theirs is the only faction sheet that just says die, die, die over and over again on it. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know about you, Hunter. That's pretty evil to me. <laughs> I've Yeah, no, that does sound evil to me. And also a little bit repetitive. Uh -huh. um, I, I've never known a computer, mm -hmm. really. Mm -hmm. Not in like a person-to-person -person sense. Right. Uh, but I don't think that computers just think the same very simple idea over and over. You know what I mean? Like, that's one thing that's always bothered me about that is, yeah. like, I think actually computers might be more interesting than this. I mean, right now, I mean, let's just, you know, let's just be honest. We were replaced by AIs, like, two weeks ago. Uh -huh. Like, we've yeah. we've been AI only for a while. I'm literally on a beach yeah. right now. Like, the actual hunter. Out. This is right. AI hunter. Um and I think a lot more complicated stuff than die, die, die. <laughs> so I think not only are the Necro evil, they just seem kind of off yeah. from like what what an actual computer right. AI intelligence faction should be. Well, and it's because of that virus, right? And so then it begs the question, is this virus a thing that happened to these people? Right? Oh yeah. Did they ask for any of this? Is this is this is this a condition yeah. uh -oh, that is being uh -oh. forced upon Arborek them? Territory. So like, exactly. They are they're doing evil things and their goals are evil, but it's it is specifically different than the Mahakt, right? That's right. my biggest point. Is it's like the Mahakt, once again, they just like choose all of this. And whereas Necro, the argument is they're being programmed to do this. They're a virus. They're, they're a literally virus. a virus. Yeah. So um, for me, they're above Mahakt, but maybe under just like imperialism like they're they're still i do think necro is more evil than imperialism yeah i think though okay here's what i'm going to say though uh let's argue success so necro um in 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 play mechanically mm -hmm. you can play like a pretty nice version of necro right. and both soul and barony have done various atrocities i think both having to do with like blowing up various planets mm -hmm. right um yeah I think you could make an argument that Necro is more good than Barony or Soul because of not necessarily intent. Obviously, the intent is worse. Uh -huh. um, but if, if it's just intent, the Necro would actually be at the bottom, I think. Right. They um, don't because if their on only anything. intention is to destroy, <laughs> they have no. Yeah. At least the Mahakt are trying to control everything. That's different. People right. get to like still exist and possibly resist. Yeah. I think the Necro virus goal is to just sit in a dead, empty galaxy. Right. 
which seems pretty not cool. Yeah. It seems like pretty uncool. But six, how how successful have they been in the lore? I would say not very. Yeah. You know, Barony Letna have made the extra home system worse and right. Soul did something similar. Didn't <laughs> yeah. Soul like blow well, something up? So, I mean, Soul is responsible for the bombardment of Mechatol Rex. I mean, they were the ones oh, like, you're right. bombing yeah. from the skies and killing all the la- like if anyone is responsible for basically killing all the Lazex, I would put Soul at the top of that list, more or less. Yeah. Everyone everyone was responsible, but like Soul did the most targeted uh version of that. So yeah, I mean if you if you're saying you want you want Necro to go above Soul and Letnev because sheer numbers basically right i mean we're talking about a faction that is a split off of a tiny faction right like how many necrovirus exist they're more like this very annoying thing that's coming in and messes with people every once in a while but is it actually a galactic threat Mm, yeah probably not yeah yeah i i think i i think they could go above letting evan i'd be fine with that let's do it you heard it here everybody viruses not as bad as people not so bad uh okay next up is the nomad which is a part just like one person one one entity just a guy uh, it's literally just a guy yeah. so how nice how moral is he right that's all we got to figure and out seemingly the nomad is like has come up and is like i'm from the future and bad things are about to happen and i want to save everybody i'm here to save everyone yeah now yeah. Can, you, can we trust this person uh, i don't know Yo. but their stated intentions are good and the only thing they're not gaining global or intergalactic dominance they are getting a lot of money off the deal, so it's like right. there's a there's a negative bent there, but they're not. I I don't see anything of the nomad like enslaving people or killing people. They're they're just like skimming a little bit off the top of this scheme they've got going, basically. Well, it's like you know to to go back to our Hakan discussion a little bit. It's like who do you think is going to save you? Yeah, just one rich guy. <laughs> do you think that's what's going to save the world? Is just this one rich guy? Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a lot of trust we got to put into sure. this one guy if yeah. we're gonna if, if we're gonna trust him to help. Um, I, although I will say, I think overall, that because the stated intention is good, the fact that the wealth hoarding is a factor seems a little bit like yeah, whatever. Right. Also, it's a time traveler, yeah. So like, any of us could time travel backwards and become fabulously right. wealthy. Right. I mean, not really, it's but sort maybe. Of, it's sort of a guarantee of time travel. Is like, well, you're gonna, yeah. you, you could look at history and, and make some bets and get rich quick. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I would say the Nomad, at worst, is like a sneaky person who's trying to get some extra money. And at best, is actually trying to save the universe. So, we have to lean good. I would put them basically under Argent Flight, right? Argent Flight has a stated intent of doing good and has actually acted upon it and doesn't have a whole lot of sneakiness in that whole conversation whereas the nomad is stating good intent but there's a lot of questions up for grabs so for me it's right under argent flight above l1z1x as a doctor who fan i feel like i gotta differ with you and say that actually maybe time travelers are all right (laughs) i mean if we just talk about so we got christopher eccleson Uh uh-huh he's a good guy right you know and he's fun uh, David Tennant, obviously very attractive and a uh, good person. Yeah. Uh, Matt Smith, grumpy, annoying. I love him. Uh, Peter Capaldi. Uh, he got a little bit weird there at times, um, but I liked what he was bringing to the role. Jodie Whittaker, um, very, I, I, I loved the whole vibe of what Jodie was bringing to the role. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shame everything else about the show was so weird around those times so how about this which of those do you think the nomad is 
I think the Nomad is actually Christopher Eccleston. Like, it's got to be. It's got to be Christopher Eccleston? Yeah. I, I think we should put him up pretty high. All right. Christopher, <laughs> Christopher's cool. Christopher Eccleston is so cool that he was like, I'm going to play Doctor Who. I'm going to bring the franchise back. Yeah. And I'm not even doing no victory laps. Right. I'm not sticking around. <laughs> I'm a real actor and I got some real acting to do. You know, he gave us a little bit of that, a little bit of that lowbrow pop culture fun. Yeah. And then he was like, on to more interesting stuff. Um, and I respect that in an actor. So I think we should put Nomad, you're putting Nomad below Ghost of Creus. I would actually argue maybe Nomad should split the Ghost of Creus Empyrean cool. chunk there. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Let's put him in between Empyrean and Ghost of Creus. No, Nomad uh, is not provably negligent, basically, yeah. as far as yes. we can tell. Yes. Um, and I just want to say that ranking was based off of Christopher Eccleston's yep. performance. Right. Not on any other factor. Canonically, on this show, the Nomad is Christopher Eccleston. And also That's sometimes been, it's Hunter. Sometimes it's Hunter. Um, okay, next up, Hunter. Guess what? It's your bugs. It's the Sardak uh, oh. Nor. And this was another tricky one. Um, turns out yeah. we've had the Sardak Nor around since the beginning of this game. The Sardak Nor have always existed as a faction. But I don't... We don't have much to say for them. Uh, they're just the Starship Troopers bugs, aren't they? They're yeah. just... There's there's even a semblance of like, oh, there's a, a society there. There's something going on. Right. We won't talk about what that actually is. We'll just say it's kind of a mystery. The only other thing we know about the bugs is like they, they sure do like killing. They sure love that violence. Um, yeah. And, and that's all we know. Um, they are in part responsible for like some of the mass... Uh, killing of clan Asar. so if we have bonus points for sorrow i think that comes out of sardak's pocket basically but like right. i don't know what else is going on with them I, ha I have very very little to go off of well you know mechanically speaking of course they they always have a rough time yes uh which is embarrassing but right. if you think about the fact that they're so violent it's actually kind of hilarious that they have a rough time <laughs> uh, so it's, if anything it's almost commentary uh -huh. um which makes them good? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> I think, I mean, to be honest, they probably, they, it seems like a similar thing as to what the Arborek has, except for they're more humanoid than the yeah. Arborek. Right. They're bugs, but um, I don't know if, I mean, I've met a lot of bugs, and they don't seem so evil to me, to be honest, sure. and I don't know why we keep making them evil in yeah. fiction. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if anything... The way I treat bugs is not acceptable. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> our morality against the bugs, not cool, yeah. man. Like it's really uncool. I've seen some people do some brutal stuff to bugs without even thinking about it. Yeah. And that's disgusting. Yeah. But we do have to deal with the faction that's before us, right? We can't get into the philosophical weeds. Mm -hmm. Obviously, considering the way our real life treatment of bugs seems to be, we should put them number one. Yeah. On second hand, we basically build like like structures for like spiders to live in. Yeah. That's something I think about a lot. Right. Like in a way, we are kind of doing a human humanitarian aid thing for spiders <laughs> and making all these weird little We put a little nook in. for them to put their web in and then we put a light by the nook so that bugs come and hang out by the spot. Like it's a pretty uh, cohesive symbiotic. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah, people say dogs are man's best friend. Why not spiders? Yeah. Cuz we seem to really cohabitate yeah. nicely. Yeah. Um Overall, I do think Sardak Nor probably belongs in the Necrovirus Barony of Letnev Soul kind of section. Same. Yeah, they're definitely, they have to be below embers for me. There's nothing sympathetic about the bugs, basically, at yeah, all. There's no Outside of mechanically, there. like, oh, yeah, you started with no tech. But Gamma Mama is sweet. Gamma Mama is probably sweet. I think they have to go below Council Calaris, but I do think they are above Necro. 
I, that is exactly where I was thinking they should go. So yep. they're better than the necrovirus because they might change their ways. They have some sort of autonomy, yeah. meaning they could turn around. Things can be okay with But uh, they sure do love killing, don't they? Yeah. Uh, so next up is the Titans of Ul, and I think this is a contender for the top. So first off, they were yeah. created... I, I wrote down created as tools of warfare. That's not even true. Like, Titans are just tools. They were created as tools to do any number of yeah. things. Some of them are like healing tools. They're they're whatever. They're any number of things. Um, but the Titans of all mission statement is literally just to find all of their disparate people. Their friends. They're just their, their friends are have been launched off into space in all various different directions and they're all asleep and they're just trying to wake up all their friends. There's nothing stated about even being a part of the intergalactic conflict i mean we it's weird because that was, was kind of a crux of one of my arguments earlier is that it's like it doesn't say anything about it so but that must be bad that was my council Calera's argument right uh but i don't care titans are just trying to find their friends and yeah. um i don't know that seems pretty good now i guess the point in nasroka's favor for staying at the top is nasroka is actively doing good they're forming alliances they're doing technology technological stuff titans all is more sympathetic they've just been floating around but it's right. not like they're doing anything for the betterment of sort of the whole galaxy except they are pushing for like essentially like inclusivity is a is a thing of the titans right like the last line of the titans sheet says they know that while some may not realize it there is a place for everyone in the universe and everyone must find their place Aww. With the Titans to watch over them all. Aw, that's so sweet. Except for that last part. That last weird almost. little note. <laughs> it's the last, it's there watching over you. Okay. Um, well, here's the thing. I think, I, I gotta give the Titans a lot of points in this discussion. Because there's a lot of lore sympathy there. I think there's also a lot of reasons to, to trust the Titans. Mm -hmm. Because, have you ever seen the animated film, The Iron oh, Giant? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Because in the Iron Giant, I yeah. learned that robot friend, not food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am a stupid idiot. Um, so that's number one. That's it. I, th I mean, I think, no, I think robot Titan's <laughs> friend, not food does kind of make it number one. I've seen that movie. You know oh, the movie man. where there's two robots, Super, one a dad, Superman. one a, one a little, one a little robot, mm -hmm. and the the larger robot is trying to find, mm -hmm. uh, or no, the 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 little robot's trying to find the daddy robot, <laughs> and Ellen DeGeneres is is, uh, <laughs> is featured. <laughs> oh my goodness, I, I mean, I'm fine with it. I don't actually I care. I, Titans at let's, the top. Let's, here. Here's the thing. I think I think we're we're getting these like chunks yeah. right now. And I think we should try out Titans at the top for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, I think we are going to talk a little bit about the the clusters. Yeah. Let okay? me let me offer my pushback here so we have it yes. in in the yes. hopper for later. Mechanically, Titans are a nuisance where Nazroka really aren't. Um, and that's kind of the big I thing. I don't know. <laughs> Nazroka have those mean mechs. Those yeah. mechs are mean. Those, those mechs are you mean. Can just, but Titans just have blitz. Saturn Engine 2, possibly the meanest unit in De the game. Defensive, defensive unit. Mm -hmm. Defensive unit, though. Yeah. Like, it's, it's what their advantage is that they can take more hits, yeah. which implies a defensive, a defensive nature. Ideology. I just want you to, it's, it's that thing of like the 
big behemoth getting punched and all. It's just like, I don't want to hurt you. Please yeah. stop the violence. <laughs> when I when I play Titans, I'm always begging for a ceasefire. Yeah. You know, and 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 not not. I don't mean the promissory note. I mean yeah. just can and we put this. this to rest? Okay. Yeah. Let's leave them at the top for now and see where it ends up. But I, I think it's fine. Uh, I also think they're actually the cutest faction. I think they're actually cuter than Nazroka. Uh, because yeah, I think big, they're really cute. Big cute means a lot more than like, well, yeah, obviously, oh little, obviously little cute. But when big cute, oh, yeah. buddy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dude, what most huggable, most yeah. huggable Titans of all. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a cold hug, but it'd be, a, a, you know, a big hug. Uh-huh. I mean, our, one of our best friends is Sun Sanders, who's a big titan that we love That's unconditionally. Yep. So, yep. Uh, okay, yep. let's move on to the universities of Jolnar, who, uh, hey, they've done a lot of unspeakable acts of violence and evil yep. by choice yep. and only in the virtue of saying, no, 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 we're justifying it because it's for technology that will yeah. do horrible horrible things constantly throughout history this is a bad faction that has only the motivation of like we'll excuse any violence for any reason no matter what yeah mass destruction um they they have uh, exploit they exploited the embers of muat mm-hmm. intensely mm-hmm. um and forced them to do things that they did not necessarily want to do by choice yeah um yeah and and on top of it and this is from the lore they're really annoying about it. You know what I mean? Like they're like just little turds. Yeah, they're yeah. they're elitist. They're uh they uh, they justify their actions with like highly academic yeah. phrasing. Right. You know, they're like philosophy majors. They're like really bad people, you know? <laughs> like it's like the evilest. The thing about the Mahawk, they're evil, but they look evil. Yeah, and they yeah. feel like they'd right. be like they're they're sort of absolute in their evilness. You, you know can what I mean? look like, at them gonna... and not be and like be full. I mean the the universe is against the Mahawk, and everyone keeps Dude. working with the Jolnar, and the Jolnar keep getting away with horrible atrocities. Um, I will say the only point in Jolnar's camp is like they are actually a blend. Like they're a they are actually our only other Mentak slash Council Calaris faction where they are actually a blend of races. Uh, mm-hmm. You know the Hylar. Th- there's a lot of things going on. There, there are a bunch of different life forms that have found a common goal of seeking knowledge. But again, it's seeking knowledge above literally all other things. It's seeking knowledge above our uh, respect for other creature life. So yeah, uh, yeah. I would love to put them at the actual bottom of this. <laughs> Me too. And the re- and I want to be clear about the reason is because. They've done a lot of these factions have done unspeakable acts of horrible violence, and the Jolnar afterwards will be like, um, well, actually, it was fine. We, <laughs> yeah, well, actually, it was specifically this. You got some of the details wrong, you know. <laughs> and uh, you, you know, a lot of these factions, horrible, evil people, but not really that annoying about yeah, it. Right. And I think Jolnar are the most annoying about it. Yeah. And also, they just win games for right. the dumbest reasons. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they coast in just, the winds, and it's not. You're fun. just winning, and it's like, okay, cool, yeah, you're winning or whatever. I will say that we probably should feel a little sympathetic for them because of the negative one to combat is pretty mean, <laughs> and there have been so many times that you've just watched Jolnar like try to take a ground a combat that planet. they objectively should be able to do, yeah. but they just can't do it. But yeah, yeah let's stick them at the bottom for now, and we'll we'll relitigate it I in a minute. Uh, next up is the Vool Wraith Cabal, and I think my impression of the Vool Wraith Cabal was in the necro arborec territory of like yeah. they didn't choose this life when you read the sheet uh it paints a different picture actually I- i'm gonna put 
Vulwraith Cabal actually in the Mahakt territory of like Ooh. they choose this their governmental structure is literally just the strongest survives like it's like to rise in power in their structure you kill everybody else and you become the most powerful one that's there like they uh. are they just are perpetuating a, a, a complete existence of kill or be killed like rise to the top and and take over everything and 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 control everybody um i can't decide if that's more or less malicious than like specifically the mahawks thing but i do think it's not neutral it is absolutely not neutral to me even if they're like a cosmic horror it's intentionally they're an intentional cosmic horror and that's pretty scary yeah they're also scary that's the thing they're scarier than the necrovirus and that should be considered here yep um, but yeah, they definitely belong in the in the bad chunk. Uh, right. I would say they're definitively worse than the Sardak because no Gamma Mama. Right. Um, although that commander's a little cute. Isn't it? <laughs> the commander's a little cutie. You gotta uh, look at that commander. Yeah, a little you, bit. Should, He's you, should check, you should check that one out. Uh, the, He's a bit of a the cutie. The Cabal, also for me, the Mahawks are very low on numbers. They have a lot of power with their small population. The Cabal are just like, we don't there's just there's so many of them that's just just this big mass of things um for me i want to put cabal actually as more evil than mahawked because also in game we've seen it play out people are afraid of cabal in game like they they can nuke yeah. you and this year the draft has given cabal an opportunity to shine in a way they've never shined before because in previous years we had bans and guess what cabal is just always banned if you allow like the table yeah. is so afraid of cabal they will just ban them outright and this year we do not have a ban system which means cabal can't necessarily get knocked out they just are put into pools and when they're put into pools they're chosen and there's been a lot of big violence as cabal this year that yeah. has also led to wins which is crazy uh not a you know they're in the upper tier of number of wins for this year's qualifiers now we got to play out the rest of the tournament to know more but i i definitely argue that cabal win through the meanest way to play whereas mahawk you can still play kind of a nice mahawk and then have a cool final round right whereas yeah, cabal it's like yeah. no i was mean the whole i probably eliminated someone to win well for fun i was thinking about pushing back but then i remembered this game i played um it was for some kind of holiday thing uh-huh. where i was playing as mahawk and which is literally the faction we're comparing against cabal and um connor was playing as cabal sitting right next to me and what did connor do well they researched, uh, what is, what is the, they got Vortex. They started Vortexing my Dreadnoughts, yep. which is fine, right? The, you got a Vortex of Dreadnoughts, cash them in. Except for, uh, no, Connor didn't do that. Yeah. Because Connor already had five Dreadnoughts. So it was just to just keep horde. my Dreadnoughts, yep. to just have them captured, and to just never give them back to me. Yep. Um, and I made a deal with Connor <laughs> to, to, to stop it, to end it. And uh, Connor made the deal and then immediately vortexed me. Um, immediately went back on the non-binding. Oh and I would say that I, I actually lean maybe giving Cabal a few uh, favors here. Um, but I'm still mad about it. Yeah. Okay, Connor, if you're listening, <laughs> which Connor's not. He's not. I'm still mad about it. Yeah. Connor actually helped me out uh, with something that doesn't have anything to do with the show recently. Um, and I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks, buddy. Uh, still mad at you for that game, <laughs> by the way. Two it's going to need to be more yeah. favors will be necessary, yeah. I think, in order to, to clear the air between us. So the question is, is Cabal more annoying about their evilness than Jolnar? 
Nah. Yeah. Nah. I agree. I Joel think Noir they go like right next, above Joel Noir. Noir. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, next up, we have the Winu, which for me is top of the annoying list. The Winu in the lore are literally just... Okay, here's here's how, here's how what happened to the Winu. The Winu were sort of the first to jump on board the Lazax train. Like, the Lazax helped yeah. them out, actually. The Lazax did some yeah. good early on, and it helped the Winu. So much so that like half the Winu were like, we're just with you now. We just are that. And they became the Winarins, who are the custodians yeah. of Mechatorex. And when the Lazics all right. died out, the Winarins stuck around. But there was this other sect that still existed back on their home planet. And the Winarins are cool. They were saved. They they wanted to help the people that saved them. A lot of, you know, maybe questionable things happened throughout that. So it's not all good. But now they are just there to sort of take care of the legacy of Mechatorex. The Winu, on the other hand, are like this dumb, petty, small-minded little sibling of the Lazex that's like, well, we learned so much from the Lazex. We're basically the Lazex. And so basically we should be the galactic rulers because like we're essentially the Lazex. Like, you know, because we were like raised by them, we are the Lazex and we deserve everything. And they're like completely imperialistic with no backing to why they deserve anything. They're literally just this weird petty annoying thing and and you can look at their art and be like yeah i, I can see it i know how they would talk to me yeah i, I yeah. know what's going on <laughs> yeah they're like maximum annoying but they haven't done any atrocities yeah, yet they've, they've accomplished nothing <laughs> yeah no atrocities have been accomplished but they are really annoying so this is like a really good time i think for us to like kind of balance yeah. annoyingness right right and evil right which i think we've been kind of like dancing we've been around. having an easy time there <laughs> So let's definitely put Winnow in the evil chunk. Right. Um, and I think they're really annoying, and I think they could be worse than the Sardak Nor, my, my lovely bugs. Yeah. Because they ain't got nobody like Gama Mama. Right. They yeah. ain't got... You I'm have... not kissing anybody. Exactly. I'm not kissing any Winnows, but I'm kissing Gama Mama right on the forehead. <laughs> You have way more sympathetic factions above them, right? Muat has done atrocities, but Muat yeah. endured many more atrocities or whatever. Clan yes. Asar, similar boat, essentially. But I do think Sardak Nor is, is an interesting spot to put that conversation. I think Necro and everything below them are more obviously bad. bad and have accomplished bad. So I do yeah. think Winu probably fits in that. Council Calera's being right above them also feels right, where it's like, you haven't done anything bad yet. I just don't trust you. I just have no reason yeah. to trust you yet. You are neutral, leaning. Why are you doing this stuff? And Winu is like, you have very bad intentions. You just right. are stupid and small, and you can't actually accomplish any of these goals, but that doesn't mean you're not evil. So yeah, I like I it. Think right under Sardak is, is cute. Yeah, Sardak has actually done evil stuff and Winu hasn't, which seems right. like maybe that's... But the thing is, what we're saying is that Winu might do um, evil stuff. Right. And if they did, they'd be really annoying about it. Right. So that's why this list is really good. <laughs> Our logic is sound. And... Our, we got good logic. <laughs> and I'm really sure about why you're listening to this episode. <laughs> and I am not confused about what the point of this discussion is. I'm not confused. No. Feel great about it. Hey, let's talk about the Extra Kingdom. The Extra Kingdom, as part of the original six, I think are the first to be painted as the like, they're good. They're the good ones. Yeah, they're they diplomatic. They're peaceful. They spent a decent amount of their time subjugated by like the Barony of Letnev, right? We talked about yep. that earlier. They they Their home system is worse because of the Barony. I, I think you could dig around and find more specific stories of like bad things Extra have done. Um, they're also like a monarchy or whatever, you know, they're like they're a kingdom. There's their government structure is probably not ideal. 
that doesn't make them like in evil territory, obviously. Um, and they seek to promote like peaceful means of accomplishing thing. You know, like they want to settle disputes peacefully. That's a noble good. That's a that's a great thing. Um, it's hard to say like what else they've sort of put up with. I want to say yeah, like like basically right. they say they're peaceful, but they're like. Yeah, we'll extend an olive branch to the universities of Jolnar, who like shouldn't have olive branch. Like there, there are certain factions that don't necessarily deserve yeah. the olive branch. Is I guess my yeah. point. That's where I lean with X tries. Like, yeah, they obviously lean good. They're gonna be in like the top five or six or something. But like, I have questionable judgments on them. Yeah, I think of them as kind of like nomad a little bit. If you kind of factor in more game mechanical type stuff, yeah, where it's like. I have reason to be sympathetic and I have reason to trust. Yeah. But also, I don't know. Sounds mm -hmm. kind of suspicious to me. <laughs> I, I feel like when people are like, I'm, I'm into peace, you know? Right. That's never good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a, that was a weird what thing a, for me to say. say. Actually, you know what? We should be nicer to the extra. Yeah. They want peace. They do right. say outwardly that they want right. peace. And they're kept like their goal. The, they're, they want peace, but they are capable of defending that peace, right? Like they have an army. We're not doing that thing where we say like, no one should ever be upset about anything. And no one is ever justified in feeling upset about things. It's like, no, 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 no. They, will, they defend, they, you know, they'll, they'll do what they have to when, when push comes uh -huh. to shove or whatever. So yeah, I feel like for me, they are above nomad if only because there's more history there like there's just more history of them doing good over time and nomad yeah, it's like you just I, showed honestly, up and you say you're doing good i don't know i think they're above empyrean too yeah probably because like, to be honest like they they do say they want peace right. and there is i have sympathy and their goal their stated goal right seems correct nomad has a stated goal that seems correct but i don't have any sympathy yep uh, Empyrean doesn't even well. Empyrean does have a bit of a stated goal, but has like basically nothing else going for them, right. Uh, right. ethically speaking. Um, and then Extra at least says they want the right things, but we'll see. I don't know. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, well, next up is the Yin Brotherhood, who is an offshoot of humans. Well, that's bad. They're humans. Uh -oh. Don't like that. They're bad. But yeah. they also their big the Yin Brotherhood's biggest crime is. The Lazaks didn't like cloning and they wanted to do cloning. And I don't know about you, Hunter, but I don't personally, I don't know that I have, like, I don't know that I consider cloning the top cloning. evil, I guess is yeah. my point. I, I wouldn't put cloning at the top of the list. Yeah, I have oftentimes thought that if I had uh, clones, uh, or, or I, well, what, like, what kind of language am I using here? If I had clones... If me, if I lived with some of my clones, uh -huh. if me and my clones all live together in like a collective, uh, I think we we would have a great time. Yeah. And I think we would just like kind of, it would be great. Be fairly um, chill. So in that way, I think cloning is rad <laughs> um, without thinking any further about any of the implications right. of it. Right. <laughs> um, so let's not do that. Let's uh -huh. take. I've never seen the movie The there. Island and we're going to move on. Let, hey, let's not get into it. Clones <laughs> seem cool. Uh, here's I like the other clones. Thing. They're they're like a religious thing, and this is another issue where like the this is like an L one scenario where various pieces describe the yin as seeming bad, seeming nasty, but I see no justification for why everybody dislikes them. Essentially, like there's no yeah. actions that have been taken. There's no stated goal. Anything. Like they don't even say like we want everyone to be a yin brotherhood. Like they're just trying to 
exists as their weird little cult, right? And it's like I don't like cults. Yeah. That's got that's that's a, some pegs down the evil ladder for sure. But uh, I, they're not doing anything especially major. <laughs> I think it's a PR problem because yeah. when have you heard of a good brotherhood? Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, <laughs> I've never heard of one. Like, anytime someone tells me about a brotherhood they're uh -huh. in, I'm like, I gotta leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not yeah. staying here <laughs> with you. I do not want to hear about your brotherhood <laughs> that you are, in fact, in. Uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that it's a good look. Yeah. It seems like a bad vibe. Yeah. Um, I would categorize it as worse PR than our CIA faction. That's where my head's at. Yeah. I want to put them below Council Calera's, but I don't know how much further than that. No, I think I think that's exactly where they belong, um, is either above or below Council Calera's. Um, they're a little... The Council Calera's is a little more annoying, mm -hmm. I'll say. Mm -hmm. I feel like Yen Brotherhood is like, yes, there's some red flags here, but I don't... I don't feel like they don't. I'll say this in game. Yen doesn't really get anything for free. Right. So that's something. Right. Like Council Calera's can't even be eliminated from the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's something they're getting for free. Right. Yen doesn't get anything for I free. I don't know. I, I keep thinking about the cult thing and I don't think I can put cult as m better than office better. park. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And again, Council Calera's, we're inferring some, nas some, some nasty intent, right? The actual state of goals is just like, listen, we're here monitoring the situation on behalf of everybody. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think I have to put Yin under Council Calera's. I don't, I don't, I'm all right I don't think it. I can justify it. I'm all right it. with it. I did make a really good point with the whole Brotherhood thing. Yes, so. I think that works. Yeah. And so uh, our last faction to add to this list before we probably shake some things up is the Asaral tribes, which are definitely in this... Actually, we don't talk about them much. They're they're like a thematic faction. Nalu, L1, these are thematic lore, but not actually very much story justification of anything. I will say, Asaral get a bit more sympathy because they were sort of, they had these abilities, these innate abilities of like being invisible and being sneaky and all that. And everybody used them, took them, made right. them into assassins for their own causes. And only through that did the Asaral eventually find a way to band together to form the Guild of Spies out of like making a bad situation better for themselves. That's how the Guild of Spies is formed. The only reason the Yasaral tribes exist is because they sort of found a way to work within this spy network that they were forced to create. And yeah. out of that, their goals are just hardly stated at all. I mean, on the flip side of that, they're assassins. They kill in cold blood pretty much all the time. Um, yeah. I, I sort of compare them in my mind to Hakan, where it's like, I don't know what you're after. And Hakan is after more money. And Asarl is after making money off of killing people in cold blood. So there's that. Yeah. And I think I think Asarl, they're kind of cute. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of, yeah, you bring up some good stuff. They're like sympathetic and, and there's, you know, they're set up in this way. There's a lot of, it's a lot of assassin type behavior. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's on one hand. And, uh, on the other hand, uh, we have Mageon Biosense. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say they're evil yeah. and we should dumpster them. And if you like, if you disagree, uh, then, uh, I will accept no errata on this one. Mageon Biostems is the, the opposite yeah. of a fun time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you look at Necro and it's like Necro is provably evil, except you can do good with all of their components. You can yep, just be a yep. good person. How nice can you be in the game? Can you, you know? <laughs> and that's with and, their and components you know, too. Asarl, you just can like ignore Mageon and be like, okay, I guess I'll play a board. Like I'll play a kind of like a bad blue tech. Actually, it's not that bad, but I can play a... It's not that bad. It's not bad. It's it's, right. People should do it. But 
you can play a weirder Asaro game and just ignore Mageon, but it's like, hey, Mageon and Biosims is always sitting there. Yeah, do you want them Listen, to be under Necro? Is, or is that I too evil? Well, here's the thing. This is, it's personal, okay? Mm -hmm. This is not about Isaurl, the faction, as written in the, that's not even, I don't even care about that. I'm talking about Kaluin right uh -huh. now, okay? <laughs> and you done messed it up. You done messed it up. Or the tree, you shouldn't have messed with me, because that's the whole thing, is I, I got the microphone, uh -huh. you know what I mean? Uh -huh. I'm an idiot, and I get to say stuff every week. People listen to me. All right, so I'm going to put you in your place right now. Just kidding. I love Kaluin. I don't even know why I'm doing this. Bit, you know but, what sucks is uh, I'm in an async game with Kaluin right now as a Sorrel as well. And I know yeah, how nasty yeah. it's going to get. It's going to get it's going to get nasty. All right. So <laughs> that's the thing. I think I think I, I think we should have two rankings. The Sorrel Tribes mm -hmm. and the Sorrel Tribes as played by Kaluin. <laughs> uh, Sorrel Tribes is played by Kaluin. That's under Necro. But yeah. that's like right above Barry. Yeah. All right. OK. All uh, right. That's barely making it. And then the Sorrel Tribes, the idea. Nah, they're probably below. They're probably pretty the good. They're fashion. probably up there with. Yeah. Like Mentak. Right. They're they're like. Yeah. I would put we'll them under. Put I would put them under Hakan because like I said, they do murder. That's still like a murder yeah. thing going on. It's true. Yeah. It's true. OK. So, so we, we, have, we have two rankings <laughs> for our Sorrel Tribes. This is how we should have done the whole thing. We should yeah. have been like everyone gets by every magi. Play, yeah, every, every player gets a faction, <laughs> and their morality is judged on that person's play style. That's hilarious. Uh, okay, Hunter, we have a list of twenty six now <laughs> factions with our Asarl split. L I I see some points I would like to to shift a couple things around. Let me read the list as is real quick. At the top, Titans of Old, then Nazroka Alliance, Exchok Kingdom, Empyrean, Nomad, Ghost of Krius, Arborek. Argent Flight, L1Z1X MyNet, Nalu Collective, Clan Asar, Mentak Coalition, Embers of Akan, Asarl Tribes, Embers of Muwa, Council Claras, Yin Brotherhood, Sardak Nor, Winu, Necrovirus, Asarl Tribes as played by Kaluin, Barony Aletnev, <laughs> Federation of Soul, Mahawk Gene Sorcerers, Vulwraith Cabal, and at the very bottom, Universities of Jolnar. I have All uh, right. I have one thing I think is out of place. I think yeah. Argent Flight is getting too much heat here. I think Argent Flight is doing everything they can to just make things yeah, better right. for the galaxy. And I think Argent Flight right. needs that. It was cute because we put them under Arborek at the time. And I yeah. still think that's funny. But looking at the list on a whole, I do think Argent Flight needs to go above some of these neutral factions. I think Argent Flight could go above Empyrean that's, or Nobad. That's what I, I want. I would be fine with that. I think that's more proper. Yeah. I want Argent above Empyrean. That was, that was my okay. main uh thing i wanted to shake up is there any anything on the list that you feel like is out of balance is out of sorts i think it's perfect i mean i think jolnar at the bottom understands that people are going to disagree with that just remember what i said yep it's about are they anno how annoying, how annoying are they about it yeah i would say that mahawk not very annoying about their goals yeah you know what i mean right. like and they, hey, they listen, in the end if if they've won if mahawk have won you over in a lower context you don't know any better. Your brain has been taken over. <laughs> but if you've been taken over that Jolnar, you gotta listen to them and you gotta know. Oh my god. You have to listen to them all day. Yeah. I I yeah, that's that's really what it is, you know? Um, you know, Socrates said that the best type of king would be a philosopher king, and I disagree. Mm -hmm. All right. That's 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 where I'm at. No, probably not. Uh, just to, you know, the, the, to hang out with, the absolutely best, not. The best kind of king, as proven by this list, is Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you rather be your king? 
Socrates or the Iron Giant. Yep. I rest my case. We're done. We're done here, everybody. I want to thank our weird bears, Big Al Cappuccino, Squeamishy, Brasbird, Cabal of Soul, Kalu, and Daryl, Jideen, Jedi, Carnal, John, Necrodice, Twice, Kindred Spirit, Alice, Lord Raddington, Emlashevsky, Sunfax, Absol, Ricky, M44, Rwise, Ryan, and Spirit Thing. And I want to thank our Teensy Sprouts, Patience is a Virtue, Ethan, CCC, Baldrick, Tautology is what it is, Kraken, Frank G, Rekka, General Pith, my son is also named Bort, Uncle Batty, Savant, and Vince. Hunter, I got a lovely little homebrew review for you. This week's homebrew review is fairly off topic, I would say. Not not last year or last week we had like some nice, beautiful little synergy uh, to the to, mm-hmm. uh, to these final uh, sections of the show. But this week, I just want to present you with Kraken's search warrants, which is confusing because there's that thing called search warrant, right? There's that agenda. Uh, that's not what this is. This is a Calera's tech, a two yellow tech, seemingly to replace. Uh, in theory, their tech that lets them do bonus tactical, you know, they build kind of in crazy places, right? This is this right. is getting rid of that one. Um, and it's it's the conversation that's been happening with Calaris is, hey, this is a faction based on an RPG. Where's the quest mechanics? Where's the RPG flavor of Calaris? Right. So what Kraken has introduced is a double yellow tech. It requires two yellows, and it's an action, so it's a stall. And the stall is to exhaust this card to place a Calera's mission token. So it's a special component. Calera's mission token on a planet controlled by another player. When you gain control of a planet that contains one or more mission tokens, you may remove a mission token from that planet to draw two action cards and gain one commodity. Uh, wow. That's a deep yellow tech for what I would say is not a lot of gain. Um, this, yeah. this is putting... Council Calaris in their place. This is a nerf. This is an intentional nerf to lean right. more into theme with the Council Calaris. Yeah, I think what's weird about it is I I get I get the theme of it, but the fact that you have to go attack mm-hmm. someone else in order to fulfill it, I think is maybe a little bit maybe a little bit much. I think it almost should be like you when you research it, you place mission tokens on random planets, and then you can exhaust it like when you're in an adjacent system or mm-hmm. something like that. You gotta go get near um, it or something. Because it seems like a little bit too much commitment or there should just be more reward. Because yeah. it's like all you're getting are two action uh, action cards in a commodity. That's something that would maybe come up in a desperate situation late in the game right. where you're just like, I'm going to try drawing action cards. And in which case, the commodity that you get is basically useless because right. if it's important, no one's going to wash you, yeah. you know? Well, and, um, and this thing too, it's like I in I can take two planets in one system, right? I'm still Council Claire's. I don't, I'm not Sorrel here. Drawing two action cards, like suddenly, right? This is kind of a bursty thing. When I need to go right. on the offensive, I'm doing that all back to back. This is going to yeah. be no action cards for most of the game. And then like way too many action cards for my hand to keep up with. And I'm just going to be That's discarding true. good cards anyways. So... Yeah, I, I do like the intent, though. The goal of getting something sort of uh, questy out there, I, I, I do think is is good. They did have uh, their original version. Kraken's original version is when you gain this technology, write the names of two planets you don't control on a slip of paper and place that paper in your play area face down. At the end of your turn, if you control both planets, you may flip the paper face up to draw two secret objectives and gain any one technology, then purge this card. This card cannot have an X or Y assimilator token paste on it. That's a funny little anti-necro thing. What about that? What about a very specific called shot quest? I think that sounds good, and I think, though, let's combine both. Yeah. 
let's say that what because that one thing that i think is interesting about council Calera's is that when you research one of their faction texts you are taking a component that you weren't using before yeah so let's keep that let's let's say when you research search warrant you get these these mission tokens and let's say you have to roll a die or something like that to decide where to put the mission token so they go on two random things if you accomplish both missions you get that thing because i don't sucks. like it being secret right. i think the secret part is unnecessary yeah let let the reward be big but let everyone see what Calera's is going yeah. for i like it cool okay and we've got an agenda phase here uh this one is from drago faxton if you could pick anybody from throughout time throughout history they yeah. already know how to play twilight imperium who would be your dream six player game of twilight imperium Oh, this Whoa. is so easy. Oh, okay. is it? Let me, let, me, right. let me launch into it. Yeah. Okay, so it's 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 a six-player game. I'm, I obviously have to include myself, and you'll maybe you'll pick up on where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. But obviously, number one with a bullet, Sir Patrick Stewart, okay? <laughs> he's in costume, all right? He's, uh -huh. he's wearing the whole, the whole thing, and he's sitting there, and we're playing. And who would he play as? Let's see. Who would he would play as the extra obviously uh -huh. absolutely he would play as the extra um picard absolutely is gonna play peaceful and you know very talky game it's gonna be very fun mm -hmm. and I, I in fact i would want picard to be my neighbor okay so that's my first person second person jonathan frakes who played <laughs> william Riker in, in star trek the next generation oh no he'll be sitting next to picard of course i mean that's number one you know he'll have to sit next to picard uh, -huh. uh, uh -huh. and who would he play who would Riker play um let's see i think Riker would play as the nasroka actually i think he'd be all like yeah he's he's all he's an explorer you know he's adventurous he's meant to be sort of the captain kirk of the next generation uh -huh. all right okay so i don't know if you picked up on the theme yet no i haven't um, please no I'm it's still tough to get it's, there. it's it's yeah. really tough. Um, let's see. Our next uh, person, uh, Michael Dorn, an actor famous for his role Worf in Star Trek The Next Generation. He, of course, would play as the Sardak Noor, uh, and it would be hilarious. Uh -huh. uh, and that would it would just be fun to see. Oh, God, I can't believe I've only got two more spots, actually. Who is it going to be? Getting tough. I mean, I can't figure out what, what else there's going to be. Who will next. be next? Yeah. Well, I think for my fourth, I'm going to have to go with Brant Spiner, <laughs> uh, who played Data in Star Trek The Next Generation. Of course, as a robot... You would think he would play as the Necrovirus, but no, no, no. He's a sweet guy, so he would play as the L1Z1X, as we've established in this, because he would agree with my opinions as well. Uh -huh. He's going to hang out with me, and he agrees with my opinions, <laughs> and he's really nice to me the whole time. Okay. Oh, my God. We've only got one more spot, and we've got several cast members left. I would say they're all... Oh, oh my God. Are we going Jordy? Are we going... You know what? I'm I'm going with this. Number My, my last pick will be Gates Mc... Gates McFadden, mm. who played Beverly Crusher on Star Trek, The Next Generation, a TV show you may have heard of. Um, who would Gates McFadden play? Mm, I'm going to say that Gates McFadden would play as, there's not like a medical faction, you know, and Gates McFadden is a doctor. Mm. I guess maybe Gates McFadden would play as Joel Nahr, but and then she picks Joel Nahr, and I'm kind of like, whoa, you obviously haven't listened to our episode. And she'd be like, I, I don't actually listen to the show. Even in my fantasy, Gates McFadden uh -huh. doesn't listen. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That's that's who I would play with. That's honest, dude. Yeah. I, I would love that. And we would play at a poker table. Yeah. Um, okay, I've got mine. Um, I'm going to go with 
George Meadowlark Lemon, Freddie Curly Neal, Hubert Geese Osby, J.C. Gip Gibson, and Bobby Joe Mason. Those are five of the 1970 Harlem Globetrotters. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to play a fun game with fun folks that are ready for antics, and that's what the whole game's about. We're going to Harlem Globetrotterize the Twilight Imperium. It's the only goal I've ever had with this board game, okay? Wow. I like that this is very telling of the two of us <laughs> that my answer to this question was like, I want to be in Star Trek. Uh-huh. And you're like, I want it to be dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you can rate this dumb podcast on your dumb app of choice, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. You can find our website, spacecatspeaceturtles.com for information about our Patreon or Discord or merch. You can send this Imperium Life Stories to spacecatspeaceturtles at gmail.com. I love you all. Uh, next week is supposed to be some Spirit Island stuff. Yep. So yep. stick around next week, but don't forget the format of the show these days. I just want to remind you is even when the show is about Spirit Island, we will have Twilight Imperium stuff in there. So don't assume there's nothing in it for you if you're not into Spirit Island. We recognize Absolutely. that this is a Twilight Imperium show. So we're going to still have stuff in there for you. No no worries there. Yeah. Um, also, I just want to let you know, uh, we... We will have announcements for new Galactic Council stuff for March next episode. We're not going to do it today because we actually recorded this in February and we go by when we record it. It's Uh not about when it releases. I don't even care about I don't even know when these things come out. Okay, so that's just how it is this time. Yep. We'll uh, I'll, we'll let you know next. It's week. just how it is. Hey, you also I don't know. We've probably gotten an ad finally up, but I want to say it here too. If you're in the Portland area or can be in the Portland area in March, uh, at the end of March, that's March 22nd to the 26th. We're going to be in Portland. The 22nd is our live show at the Helium Comedy Club. The 23rd and the 24th is us hanging out at Mock's boarding house. And then the last two days is us doing whatever else. EJ and I are going to play disc golf. and play disc golf with EJ and I let's go let's go do that i'm i'm looking forward to fun so please come hang out with us in portland uh at the end of march yep it's gonna be awesome um and i am really excited about i'm also gonna be doing a lot of stand-up comedy while at at that time so if you're interested in seeing me do stand-up i will let you know when all those dates will be speaking of that kind of stuff uh i've seen this question asked a number of times on the discord and feel free to keep asking it if you're not listening to this right now but the channel game conventions on the discord will be where a lot of like people that are going to be in that area that's like our channel we use when a big thing is happening and we're all in one place together and it's like who wants to go to tji fridays like let's go you know whatever that's where we'll organize like even more hangouty stuff or what's going on uh, especially in the build-up to that event so if you're looking for like more information as those dates get closer we'll start talking more and more in that game conventions channel so that's it that's it hey guess what i'm really proud of the titans of old for eking it out past the nasroka yeah. alliance today uh i wasn't actually expecting that but i do think it's an earned victory yeah i think it's wonderful and uh yeah congrats titans um, all the other factions are pretty evil, um, and I just want to hug a big, uh, uh, my big rock boyfriend. My big rock boyfriend. My, my rock, rock boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> That's my rock boyfriend you're talking about there. That's what I'm going to say every time I play with Titans from now on. Whoa, that's my rock boyfriend you're talking about right there. Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>